Seven minutes after 10 o'clock, and glad to have you with us. Brian Hansen is engineering and uh, pushing the buttons, making things happen. And, you know, by the way, Brian, before I get into uh, Liz Cheney, and, and actually the reason that this popped into my mind is because uh, it's a very similar thought process that uh, Liz Cheney is engaged in. Did, um, did, did you notice how that global warming threat is uh, making uh, today and tomorrow look so nice? Yeah, not to mention on Friday as well. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, that global warming thing. I know. It's uh, weather extremes. Maybe yes. they should re, you know, change their language again. Well, th- yeah, to global climatic change. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what that's what they've done. But you'll notice that when they talk about uh, global climatic change, it's always that we're on the precipice of. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, it's the world is coming to an end. It's not well. There's uh, some good things here. If the globe is warming a little, we're getting a little CO2, then uh, the plants are growing and more oxygen. It would, no, no, no. It's always women will, uh, you know, uh, become prostitutes. Hangnails will increase. Wars will double. Um, people will starve to death. People actually that are coming across the border, I heard, are coming because of climate change. Well, actually, they are. It's uh, it's a lot cooler up here yeah. than it is. Uh, uh, well, maybe down not. In south of, no, south of, uh, no. Uh, well, I, I can't explain that one, but if you yeah. say so. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's always Armageddon uh, with global warming. Well, apparently, uh, it is also Armageddon uh, as far as uh, Liz Cheney is concerned. She is so worried about Donald Trump that she actually said. That this, if you vote for Donald Trump in 2024, it could be your last vote. The last vote, quote, the last vote you'll ever cast. (laughs) It will be the end of the republic. Really? She's worried that he won't leave this time. I know he left before, finally. But this time will be different. this time, yeah. Be different. Yeah, no, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't. Uh, I don't see. It. By the way, I learned that uh, from uh, Scott Van Kirk. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's uh, that uh, Wisconsin thing that he does, and now I've caught it. No, it, it isn't going to happen. She looks at her former colleagues in Congress and sees a group of enablers who would happily acquiesce to Trump's designs and help muscle him back into power. If the 2024 election result is in doubt, the biggest enabler of all, Mike Johnson, good friend Mike Johnson, uh, the Speaker of the House, apparently. Uh, If no presidential candidate is able to secure 270 electoral votes in November, the decision could head to the House floor controlled by Johnson, uh, the architect of the House GOP legal efforts to swing the last election to Trump. So the world is coming to... If you vote for Trump... It's worse than climate change. Oh, yeah, but it, it's, on the same, it's on the same level. Yes. It's, it's the end of the world as we know it. We... Oh. Oh, it's just so terrible. By the way, when I was talking this morning about how the weekend was depressing... Are we doing this again? 
Well, <laughs> I forgot to throw in one of the other things that depressed me. See, I was reading the New York Times, and I discovered that the house plants are contributing to global warming. Oh, no. And I told Gwen, they go or you go. <laughs> I, I didn't say I go. I, I, <laughs> How'd that New work York, out for you? Well, she said some of them are, 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 are artificial plants. Oh. And I said, but that's plastic, and it's made with oil. That's true, yeah. So... Um, you got to get rid of your house plants. If you don't, if you're not aware of this, uh, the New York Times uh, did a, a story about this, and uh, they don't want you growing house plants, house plants, uh, because it contributes to global warming. And uh, you should get some communal farmland, uh, and and uh, all of you go to one place and do it, and somehow that'll be better. But uh, if you've got house plants, you you've got house plants, Brian, and and you're yeah. contributing to this global climatic change. I well, starting tonight, I'm getting ready. I'm going to put them all out. Toss them all out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was it caused a, a, you know a little bit of a ruffle uh, between my wife and I, and that was part of uh, my depression right. over the weekend. And I thought maybe it would be a good idea for me to go next door and cut down all my neighbors' bushes too. And if they <laughs> question it, I'll say, hey, I'm trying to solve climate change and yes. you are you know my first stop yeah I'm, you're out there out there uh, uh fertilizing and and uh watering and well it's got to stop that's right we sorry can't, we can't the have planet comes first yes yes uh i'm 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 telling you it was just a terrible weekend with everything uh, adding all up uh and this added to it house plants get rid of them Donald Trump could be your last vote ever. The world is just coming to an end right around us. And You're you know, scaring the, me now. Well, the irony of it is, I'm I'm not seeing a lot of people dropping over uh, over global warming. It, 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 I don't I don't see that uh, the people dying in the streets. Um, my, as far as I understand it, uh, the numbers of Tornadoes and hurricanes uh, are not increasing. Coastal properties are still coastal properties. They're not uh, underwater, maybe financially, but, but not otherwise. But, you know, you never can be too sure. So throw away the plants, folks. Um, yeah, I'll get less on CO2. He's on topic. Less? Gary, are you sitting down? Of course I'm sitting down. The ocean causes CO2 gas. You mean when the sunlight hits the water? Yes. It releases CO2? Yes. We have was, to drain the oceans less. I know it. If there was no animals and no people, there would be so much CO2 because of the ocean. If oh there were God. no animals and no people, well, that's what <laughs> I think they want. I think that's what they want, too. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Thanks, yeah, Les. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people. All right, uh, the Obamunist is uh, in the news, and it's it's kind of an amusing story. I thought I would share this with you. Apparently, they've got a Netflix of a film, and what what I what I like is it 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 makes you think. It makes you wonder. Uh, Netflix has uh, this uh, show, and I guess it. It, it ties back to the Obamas 
And it has to do with what would happen if the Internet uh, and, you know, uh, all of us fancy uh, uh, interconnection uh, were to suddenly stop. Uh, uh, Planes dropping out of the sky. Your cell phone is useless. So is your car. It's a nightmare uh, that security experts think is a very real prospect. And I do too. I, I think it. I think it actually could be a, a problem. Uh, driverless cars uh, would 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 be uh, uncontrollable. Mobile network goes down. Uh, this this could happen. It, it is a, a a a show on Netflix. Leave the world behind. Uh, it is uh, Julia Roberts and Ethan Hawke. As a couple battling societal breakdown when the technology that underpins civilization collapses. Uh, the film is produced by Michelle and Barack Obama's company, Higher Ground, which is something they've never occupied. But it is an interesting thought process. What would happen if cell phones and the Internet went down? Think about everything that's tied to those, you know, global positioning satellites and internet and and everything. It it would be really interesting. We'll uh, we'll kind of kick it around here in just a minute. We got to take a break. We're up against the clock. Gary Nolan shows Zimmer Radio Network. Twenty minutes after ten. Think about how much we depend on this this technology that is so far beyond most of us. Uh, to control I, until the nineteen late mid to, to late nineteen eighties, um, I could fix my own car. I could do practically anything. I could swap out the cam. I could uh, adjust the timing. Uh, just all kinds of things. Today, when I open the hood of my car, I don't even see an engine. I mean, it is just like a block that that mysteriously propels the car. And it's controlled by computers. It's not a mechanical device that I can get into and adjust. It's all... It's beyond me. It's computers. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't fix it. I suppose I could change the, the oil, uh, but, but I, I don't think I can go much beyond that. What about communications? We have almost no landlines left. Almost everybody is going to cell phones only. When I was a kid, when the phone would ring in the house, my sister and I would have a mad dash for the phone to see who could answer it. Now everybody has their own phone. There's no more mad dashes. And those phones work in midair, I mean, they're they're wireless. They, it's not like you can trace a phone cable or a phone wire and connect ring and tip and make the phone work. It's it's all beyond me. My, I can't even change the battery in my cell phone. I tried once. I had a uh, an iPhone that uh, that went bad and it needed a new battery. Nope, I can't even do that. You're driving down the road, 
And and my car does this. Other cars do it to a greater extent. But they will steer themselves. As long as you keep your hand on the steering wheel, the global positioning satellite knows where you're at. Sensors in the car recognize traffic and, and lanes and everything. It's all electronic. If the GPS unit goes out, and you're driving one of those cars that's even more sophisticated, well, one of those cars that, you know, really does drive itself, and that's what they want us to go to. You could be cruising along at 70 miles an hour, and suddenly nobody is driving the car. Not the computer, not you. It's just out of control. Airplanes rely on GPS as well. I don't know if there are any pilots out there who can tell us how they managed to navigate before GPS, but they did. Could they do it again? Think about everything that we rely on that is high-tech today and how vulnerable it is to a GPS attack. I don't mail a check to anybody, or I almost never do. I just go on the interwebs, go to the website where it needs paid, and I pay it. I never even see my cash. I just do it electronically. What happens when all that collapses? So the, 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 the reason I'm bringing this up is this film, this TV show uh, that is on Netflix... Uh, portrays what happens. Uh, society is in complete breakdown. Think about the water supply, how all the computers involved in making sure there's not too much chlorine, uh, that the water supply is safe. What happens when that goes haywire? Where do you go for a glass of water? I don't know. I talked last week about the potential threat for economic collapse. And I said that I was thinking I might go out and buy one of those food supply things, uh, spend a grand or two to have a year or two supply, just in case, and some bottled water and some other things. But it is a real possibility. There are some lunatics out there. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm saying it's a real possibility. And do you think you could survive that? Could you get your car started? Could you find clean drinking water? What, you know, how would you communicate if uh, that uh, EMP uh, takes out our satellites and uh, our power, our electricity? I'm, I'm pretty confident that we would survive it. Many people would not. But people's baser instincts are pretty ugly. And they would, I believe, come after you if you had what they wanted. Imagine, and I'll throw this at Brian, then I'll go grab some phone calls. You're a father. You got some little kids in the house. 
the, the, the ATM isn't working. You have no way of buying food. Your kids are starving to death. And you know that I have a big supply of food, and I'm not giving it to you. Would you let your kids die? I would find another method to uh, make sure that they have everything they need to survive, or at least I'd make the attempt. Yeah, well, what if you can't find it? What if nobody else has it? But you know well, I've I got don't it. Don't steal from others. You know, we were taught that from our early age. Um, Not in this in this country, we don't learn that lesson. In this country, we rely on stealing from others. I don't know. It gets it gets pretty interesting to think about uh, on car technology. Roger, good morning. Yeah, I got a new pickup truck, and I'm just amazed at the technology that's gone into trailer towing. Uh, when I hook up my trailer, I can push a button on my screen, and it will tell me if one of my trailer lights is not working, whether it's a brake light, directional light, tail light, whatever. Uh, if I put sensors in my trailer tires, it would tell me if I have a soft trailer tire. Uh, and when I'm driving, when I turn on the directional signal, like to pass a car or to pull, change lanes or something, a camera goes on and I get a picture of the side of the truck and the trailer uh, to make sure I've got clearance. And this is just, I guess, pretty much standard equipment on a trailer towing package now. Pretty impressive technology. It is. It is. I'm just kind of amazed. It's so much easier than... Then uh, you know, it was even four or five years ago with my older truck. If something happened to your truck, could you fix it? No, I would trade it in. You know, there, there's a, a certain beauty in having an old-fashioned car uh, with analog gauges and uh, an ignition coil, and and uh, you can fix those. Yeah, well, I many times would loosen the, the bolt that holds the distributor down and just turn that distributor until it run, the engine ran smoothly, tighten the bolt back down, and I was ready to go. Yeah, it's a different world. Roger, thank you for the call. Glad yeah. to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. I don't know, it's just something to think about. How could you survive? Would you survive? Do you think you could make it under those circumstances? I think it would be a challenge. It'd be a real challenge. I I don't think you would see uh, the number of deaths that they're predicting. They always talk about how horribly uh, you know things are. It, it, there would be people's baser instincts would would kick in, but it would certainly cost some lives. Now I'm wondering, Brian. Uh, maybe I should just uh, sell the house and. and Get a cabin in the woods somewhere. Grow a little food on the property. Might not be a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll see. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bill says, my favorite part about irony is your clothes are pressed and flat, and I didn't have to do it. What? The global warming. Okay. We'll find out. We'll be back. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show.
It is 1035. Let me wrap up on this uh, uh, EMP attack. Uh, this is uh, right from the Daily Mail. Uh, we used to navigate with paper maps and landmarks, but with uh, satellite navigation out, the character in this TV series can't even find his way to the next town. Our telephone system used to run on sturdy copper wires with handsets that you could fix with a screwdriver. Now it's a branch of cyberspace. So too is finance. Remember when a credit card's embossed numbers left an imprint on a paper slip? Not anymore. Payment uh, system depends on electronic encryption. What, uh, what, uh, What use is cash in the modern world? Well, in this TV show... With the internet gone, it becomes a prized asset. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, you know where in the spectrum uh, that might might be the case um, with the currency collapsing. Uh, maybe uh, gold and uh, silver and things like that might be better. If the technologies we rely on break down, many of us they write will be helpless. Uh, a media studies professor. Um, the uh, epitome of modern professional clueless, uh, cluelessness, bereft of the hands-on skills needed to post-apocalyptic in a post-apocalyptic world uh, where only the fittest can survive, a world where oil, gas, and electricity supplies have ceased. That'll make the global warming people happy. Uh, the taps have run dry. The supermarkets are empty. Uh, and, and, and they're just looted shells. In this wasteland, communication is only face-to-face. The fastest form of transport is a push bike, and modern healthcare is a distant memory. Our electronic devices, once indispensable, are no more useful than paperweights. Could it really happen? The harsh reality is that modern life is perilously fragile. We are just one weekly shop, one tank of gas away from helplessness, starvation, and death. How do we become? How did we become so vulnerable? Yeah, it's a real threat. It's a real possibility, and I am seriously thinking: put on the old tinfoil hat, Gary, uh, and go out and buy some supplies and start prepping for it. I think I'm going to be a prepper. They may have, you know, Brian. They may bring cameras to the studio uh, to film this because they got a, a show about preppers, right? Uh, I could be on it. Yes. Uh, they'd bring cameras in, and then after the apocalypse, they would compare you starving and wasted away, and uh, <laughs> me healthy and, and uh, well, uh, who knows. Uh, Gary writes, Brian, a great series of books on life after the U.S. suffers an EMP attack. Um, frightening. It's one second after. It's a trilogy. One second after, one year after, and the final day. All right. Uh, wouldn't an EMP also destroy batteries, rendering your car uh, useless, too? Well, yeah. Um, anything electronic, I guess, anything tied up, unless unless you had it in a Faraday cage. You, you build a Faraday cage in your garage, your car might still work. I don't know. Uh, if it's an older car, uh, I think you could survive it. If it's... You know, just you know, all newer technology. It would be it would be problematic. <sighs> I don't know. I really don't know. Hey, did you happen to watch um, 
meet the press with uh, Stefanik she was on? I did not. No, sir. Oh, man. Uh, it was just, it was just ugly, Brian. It, 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 the media are so blatantly to Biased. the left yeah. and gullible. Uh, I watched this, and I don't know. I I, I I contemplated bringing the audio to the to the show just so we could see it. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do that uh, later on in the program. But th- the anchor was just so far to the left. And every time uh, she would say something, the anchor would 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 throw in her version of of what she thought. <laughs> it was like, yeah, except no, you know. It was constantly like that. It was really uh, an ugly interview, but it just really a demonstration of of just how ugly the media can be. I think anyway. Uh, but we got a lot of other ground that we uh, that we want to cover today, and we will. 800-529-5572-874-9390. Boeing is in trouble. Man, uh, this, uh, they, if you didn't uh, uh, hear about this, a big chunk of an airplane uh, from uh, an Alaskan Airlines uh, plane fell off the plane. Uh, fortunately, they were not at such an altitude that it was uh, a, a big problem. But this plane just seems to be constantly in in uh, in trouble. Uh, it's the seven thirty seven, the Boeing seven thirty seven Max. Remember, a couple of years ago, they they shut them down. Uh, they kept crashing. Uh, now this plug comes out. Could be an emergency door, depending on how the plane is laid up. Uh, but they didn't have seats there. It wasn't an emergency door, so they had a plug, and apparently it blew out. Did you see the video, Brian, of those uh, the big hole in the plane? I did not. Oh, you mean the door? Yeah. That, yes, I did. It's actually a plug. It's not a door. Oh, it's not. No. If it, it depending on the configuration, it could have been an emergency exit. Depending on how they put the seats in the in the uh, airplane, but in this case, it was not um, an emergency exit. There there were no seats there, and thank God. Uh, and it was just a plug, and it somehow got sucked out. Fortunately, they were not at altitude, uh, so uh, it it turned out they were able to land the thing. But I'm I'm a little sketchy about ever getting on a seven thirty seven Max. I mean, they're really having some problems. I'll be looking to see what those are. Uh, let me go to the phones on the EMPs. Chuck, good morning. Morning. Hey, um, you know, if uh, navigation, GPS navigation goes out, the thing is, is that uh, as a truck driver, I can tell you right now, nobody carries an Atlas anymore, and you're hard-pressed to even find one in a truck stop for purchase. So think about how that's going to affect the transportation industry. And when I was a kid, if you store. went... When I was a kid, when you went into a gas station, they would have a little uh-huh. rack with maps. Yep, that, that they don't could... even have those anymore. Yeah, it, 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 well, you know, the downside is I never did figure out how to refold them once they were open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they made good uh, window shades, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Chuck. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan show. Yeah, maps had to. 
Do you remember calling AAA and getting what they called a trip tick? Do you remember doing that? I, uh, I remember taking a trip to uh, Michigan, and this would be in the 1970s. And uh, the girl that I was dating said, no, we don't need to get a map. I get a, I'll get a trip ticket. And it was just a little flip, kind of like a, a little tiny spiral notebook. And you just flip the, the cards and, and AAA would map out your route. Probably don't do that anymore either. Wow. Technology, is, it really is a crutch in a lot of ways. All right, now I'm starting to sound, I suppose, uh, like my father. Uh, don't get power windows. They just break down. Get the crank windows. They'll, they're dependable. Who knows? Um, all right, 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. I got time. I'll grab a call or two, and then we have to take a break because Brian says he wants his paycheck to not bounce. Uh, and I understand that. Mike, good morning. We'll take your call next. And hey, you're Gary. out of order. Okay. I flipped it. I hit the wrong button. Good morning, Mike. Hey, Gary. Yeah. Uh, well, I just called in to tell you that uh, there's at least one guy who can will still be able to get around without a, a GPS uh, uh, telling my vehicle what to do. I have a, a barn full of cars from the 1930s, so I think I'm going to be good. <laughs> yeah. They'll start. They'll move if you can find yeah. gasoline. Yeah, I got I got my thirty my trusty thirty six Chevy truck. I can get around wherever I want to go. All right, well, what's the newest vehicle in that collection? Um, well, uh, a thirty nine, I guess, a thirty nine Chevy pickup truck. It's it's in pieces, but uh, but I've I've got all the pieces if I live long enough to put it back together. So why nineteen thirty Chevy trucks? You... I I just like them. How many do you have of those? There's no accounting for taste. You know, you like what you like. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, after all, there are people who like Joe Biden. I mean, you know, who can explain that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. You got it. So how many do you have? Uh, I kind of lose count, but a dozen or so, maybe. A dozen or so 1930s yeah. Chevy trucks. Well, no, no, no. That includes Model T Fords. I... I my cutoff year for Ford is 1927, and uh, that, that's when they stopped making the Model T. So I like Model Ts, but you didn't like that, that Model A, that that high uh, that high technologically advanced Model A. Well, I've owned those, but I just uh, I just prefer uh, Chevrolets. But the Model A was a w wonderful automobile, but uh, and it's a great hobby car to have today, but. Uh, but once once you get away from the Model Ts are just really quirky and so historically significant. I'm I'm not a big fan of Henry Ford as a human being, but but I'm a big fan of his Model T. Okay, Mike, thank you. Hey, Glad thanks for a good show. Bye. All right, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Model Ts. Wow. All right, uh, quick break. Gary Nolan Show. And by the way, uh, cars from the 50s, uh, those are 50s and 60s. Those are my favorites. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 1052, and glad to have you with us on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, Got to be careful. Uh, you, you, you really want to drive carefully uh, the next 24 hours because we want you to be here 
tomorrow. Oh, I didn't get around to that uh, dilemma that the listener was having. Oh, I forgot all about that, and I, I meant to bring it to the table. Uh, I will. I, I will bring it up um, shortly. Uh, by the way, we, um, we're going to be on in Jeff City for the third hour, Brian. We've, we've picked up Jeff City for the third hour. Oh, right. We normally would drop them, or they would drop us, or something like that. Uh, but no, uh, we're going to carry them all the way through. So if you're listening to the program in Jeff... On KWOS, we're here. Uh, Roy, Roy on uh, Classic Cars. Roy, good morning. Classic Cars, but but after the EM uh, electromagnetic pulse, um, when you don't have a computer and you can't call it in, you need to have already got Gwen gardening. Well, I... I, I'm not opposed to that at all. Um, yeah, the food packs only last so long. Do you want to last only as long as your food? You need to learn to live gardening off the food. land. Yes, yes, and you've already taught her how to shoot. Now you got to tell her what to shoot and how to skin it and clean it and and cook it. If I get a little too pushy, it'll be me that she shoots and skins and so tell maybe her Brian told you to do it. Brian oh, made you. There you. <laughs> and and at the ranch, which I'm not going to give the location of, we have a collection of Jeeps, which are much more practical than just a collection of, you know, old Fords that can actually get around. Mine's a 61. We got some 45s. Well, now, he, he, the last caller was talking about uh, his 1930s Chevy trucks. He, he I might know. Be, he could get around with those. My, my grandfather had one of those. But eventually it rusted out. I mean, Chevys, what do you want? Hey, let's not be making fun of Chevys. I grew up with uh, in a Chevy family. You also grew up in Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have to tell jokes. You you lived there. I mean... Wait, wait, uh, uh, Brian, what? Um, never let this guy through again. <laughs> He's done. He's through. I am sick me with a fork. All right, Roy, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Oh, Lord. Uh, all right, so a caller uh, has a bit of a dilemma, and he wants some advice. He's a listener, uh, and he sent me a message, um, and it's, uh, it's addressed to both uh, Brian uh, as well as uh, to me. It says, please help me. I have a moral quandary, and I don't know the answer. I'm a regular listener and always try to avoid charges for missing your show. But now my beautiful wife has discovered the show, Yellowstone. She now wants to binge watch the show, which I also love. But she wants to start the morning watching Yellowstone uh, when I listen to your show. Is there any way to avoid the penalty for missing your show if I let my wife... Uh, 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 if I let my wife's binging desires have priority. Now, my advice to you, Mark, is get a divorce. Um, I'm, I'm just, it makes your life much simpler if, if it comes to listening to this program versus making your wife happy. Brian, yeah, but you, then there's no one to do the yard work, you see. Oh. Yeah. You didn't think that through, did you? Well, he could move into a condo. Oh, that's true, yeah. With his half of whatever equity was in the house. Well, you see, you can also 
binge watch Yellowstone and continue to watch or not watch, but listen to the Gary Nolan show because we podcast every single show. Oh, you're saved, Mark. You are saved. Go to your home station uh, or go to uh, 939theeagle.com. And the show is podcast every day. You can actually let your wife binge watch Yellowstone. I don't blame her. And still listen to the program. And we won't nick you for the entire $50 a show. What is it if he has to watch, listen to it delayed? Is it just 25 Is that right? No, there's no... Uh, no no fee at all? No fee at all, yeah. Wow. All right, well, there you go. Uh, see, now you've... Uh, Brian, everybody that misses part of the show that calls in will now say... But I'm going to listen on podcast. <laughs> You've just taken uh, any incentive out for them to, to give well, you Well, they have to prove it because I capture the IP to make sure. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I'm going to Roger. Roger in Springfield, Missouri. Welcome. Hey, how you doing? I am well, thank you. How are you? I'm pretty good for an old guy. Um, I had uh, an old car store here Springfield, and I dealt in classic and old cars for about 20 years. You know, I could, I could make a couple hundred grand a year buying and selling those things. And uh, it was a great hobby. But two that I'm sorry I sold was a 59 Chevy Impala convertible with a 348. Big block. And a 63. 62. Well, that was a dump truck motor, really. That's where it came from. Mm -hmm. But the, and I had a 62 um, convertible, uh -huh. black with red interior. It was a convertible. Oh, and man. It, it was, it was uh, black with red interior, and it had a 409 in it. So, those, those are two cars I, I miss, but, the you know. Sculpted. So they had those sculpt I, sculptured uh, 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 valve covers. I remember those oh, yeah. in the 409. And the, and the fins, too. But, you know, uh, I'm getting kind of old. I'm closing in on 80. And uh, they took my motorcycle license away from me. And they also, my wife made me sell my Corvette. Well, you know what, uh, Roger, don't feel bad. Uh, Brian is closing in on 80, and they took his motorcycle away, too. So, <laughs> Roger, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, and if you see a 53 Cadillac Coupe out there, let me know, because I'm looking. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. I would love to. I had one, and I sold it. Mm. All right, Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network, and weather. We'll chat about it next. This is The Gary Nolan Show.